Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. So coming up in just a little bit, uh, we have a story to share with you. Kip had the opportunity to meet with the Reverend Dr. Greg Sultz, Executive Director of the Lutheran Center for Religious Liberty, and Congressman John Shimkus, who's U.S. Representative for Illinois' 15th Congressional District. Um, we had a chance to, he had a chance to sit down and talk with him, so we're going to share that with you here in just a moment. And then uh, we have, uh, we can find this story and others from the convention. Where can we find those, Sarah? Those are all at KFUO.com. Org slash convention. You'll find um, all of the interviews that Kip is doing as well as all of our regular programming that is either broadcasting from convention or we talk about convention. All of that is at kfuo.org slash convention. Very good. Here's the story from Kip. I'm KFUO's Kip Allen and I am reporting from the 67th convention of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. With me right now is the head of the Lutheran Center for Religious Liberty. Mr. Greg Seltz, and next to me is the Honorable Congressman John Shemkus, 15th District of Illinois, I believe, yes, and sir. a faithful Lutheran who's representing us in Congress. Thank you. He sure is. Okay. First of all, I want to start out a little bit with Greg. Okay. Greg, yeah, it's great said, to be here. Thanks. Well, you said one of the reasons you're here is basically to let people know that you are here. Yeah. Now, the center was only recently reestablished. Right. It was reestablished, and, and for people to know what we're doing in D.C., uh, we've been going to a lot of the, uh, the big events this summer, and it's to let people know that we're in D.C. for them. So, you know, this is uh, an initiative. Um, the Lutheran Center for Religious Liberty is an initiative, obviously, for the sake of the church, to, to fight for our religious liberty to be the church in the public square. So, again, I want to make sure people understand that and that we're there for them. Um, and so being here has been great. One of the things I understand that the center is for is to help educate our lawmakers as to what we can do for them. Right, and right. let them know what our needs are and how we can help each other. Congressman, have you been working that closely with Greg? Well, I, I, obviously, Greg, uh, even before he came, we got to know each other. Yeah. Um, and. Um, I love that event we did together in well, Illinois. And, <laughs> and we did. We was at what, it was the Lutheran Flamen. Yeah, thing, sure, um, sure. And where we just, in essence, did a tag team on government service and religious liberties, uh, and the importance of that. So, um, uh, you know, I think the benefit here is 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 this, and that there are many evangelical Christians out there. There are a lot of things that we can do to protect religious liberties and freedoms together, right. uh, and but we need someone there to be to be coordinating with them on on these fights that are really many of us believe uh, fundamental to our our Christian and, and and government heritage of our nation. Yeah, fundamental to our freedoms, actually. And you know, I just just to say to to the congressman, you know, we're there to be a support to you. I mean, we're there to make sure you know people are praying for you, that people are encouraging you, because you're doing the hard work of of legislating. I think there is a perception that uh, the church as a whole is under attack, both from secular and from some governmental sources as well. Uh, Congressman, I'm thinking specifically, uh, we have just see recently seen introduced something called, I think misnamed, the Equality Act. Listen, uh, we are fighting against, against the devil, the world, and, and our own flesh. So for the Christians have been attacked throughout, you know, throughout the world, throughout the uh, um, Foundation and Christ was attacked so much that he was put to death. Mm -hmm. So after that, the formation of the Christian Church was always under attack. So for people to think that we're not going to be a target when 
you know, the, well, the devil's a, a roaring lion seeking to devour us. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're not uh, living biblically because uh, we will be challenged based upon our faith. Well, like the Sequality Act, for example, would require Christians to adhere to such things as gay marriage and adhere to such things as, uh, well, for example, like with the, with the case of the Bakers, who would be forced to put forth messages that go against their faith and would specifically eliminate the religious uh, exclusion provision. Well, and this is where, you know, what Greg's doing in, in Washington is, is critical to, to help us and, and the coordination with other people of faith. To, to speak to that with a united well, voice. Yeah, and you know what's amazing? I mean, I always tell people, isn't it amazing? We've become the people that are the live and let live people <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> politics. I mean, what we're really saying is let us be who we are, and we'll prove to you that we love you and care for you, even if we disagree with you. But the point is, is we're actually saying live and let live, whereas some of these things like the Equality Act are saying, well, but if you don't buy into what we're saying, we're not going to let you speak. We're not going to mm-hmm. let you have a voice. And and so we're really just asking, no, 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 let the First Amendment protects us to have a our voice, and we're going to be an authentic Christian voice. But it is amazing to, to think of LCMS as uh, being a live and let live kind of people. <laughs> Got an interloper here. And so, there's, yeah, uh, someone just passed by. We just had to wave. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's Greg. I think you really hit it. Uh, is that we want to be free to to practice our faith, right? And people are trying to prevent us from doing it. Well, and that's the heritage of America, though. I mean, that's what drove so many people to this place, is that First Amendment freedom was was a part of our heritage. Well, the the country is founded largely by religious refugees. Yeah. So So it's important for us uh, to protect uh, our First Amendment rights and the right of people of faith to practice their, their religion and their faith in the way they choose to do so. I do think that we have to be on the watch. I think a government will try, yeah. because it's, it's being led by men, uh, will try to set this, the standards that the world thinks is acceptable for us to practice and only to practice. Mm-hmm. And and so we we have to be continually vigilant and not be afraid to profane our Christian faith. Yeah. Is that a problem, Congressman? Uh, people not proclaiming their, their faith, not trying, not defending it? I think uh, members of the, of the House and in Congress, I think they are very vocal and, and very yeah, involved. So. And, uh, remember, there's 435 members of Congress. We are what we call a majoritarian chamber. Uh, the conservative voice is not the majority right now on the floor of the House. That happens in election cycles. So, uh, But that doesn't diminish the individuals. There's many folks who um, have to have devotions in the week through there, prayer, breakfasts. Uh, there are many, many people of faith. Uh, but the words from a majoritarian chamber on public policy will right. drown out the individual voices. Yeah, yeah we've noticed that. <laughs> what can we do as individuals, Greg and uh, Congressman, to keep track of what is going on in D.C. that will be affecting people of faith, and how can we respond to it? Well, I mean, I, all I can say is that's why we're there, and, you know, we, we follow this stuff more regularly now for the sake of the church, and people can follow us so that they're informed about those things. But just remember, God, God is at work in the world. He works in the world two different ways, so that means we need to be at work in the world the way God is at work. So there is, we, we have a citizen. 
citizenship role. We have a, a, a public role uh, for the sake of the community to proclaim God's ordering of things for everybody's sake. So that's something we have to take our responsibility for. And then we get to tell them about Jesus when, when, when our politics doesn't solve the problems. You know, the politics can prevent some bad problems. It's still not going to solve the big issues in our hearts and souls. But we have another message there that we get to proclaim as well. We just have to be able to proclaim both of those things that God would have us do. And I, I mean, the church, the universal church has to pray for their elected leaders as committed yes. scripturally. And, and, and then remember that we, we don't govern under like the quote unquote, the divine right of kings anymore. Right. right. We are a stewardship government because we are of the people. So we like the parable of the talents, we need to be good stewards on the government that, yeah. that God has allowed us to form and being good stewards is, is being informed and active. And I mean, look at when I go to family reunions, don't, you know what they say, don't talk about religion and don't talk about politics. I am, to, I am <laughs> so toast, right? So you're, you're kind of sitting over in the corner. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, maybe it's going to be a long... Exactly. <laughs> can't talk about religion Well, we love you. Congress with Jim, because we love you. You can talk anytime you want. <laughs> so, well, we're having a lot of fun here. Yes. Uh, and this is a perfect example, I think, of uh, when we talk about the, the two kingdoms. Mm -hmm. And the left-hand kingdom, the kingdom of the world, which is, of course, guided by God. That's right. And Luther, I think, was very clear in his writings that we must, as citizens and as Christians, take a role, an active role in it, to make sure that the government follows what we believe to be God's plan. Well, and you care about your neighbor. I mean, you, you, yes, the government, but I mean, you just care about your neighbor. That's why you get involved in these discussions, and you know that God cares about your neighbor. And so even when he's doing his preserving work, he's caring for us in that way, too. We just have to learn how to differentiate that work so that we're faithful to both God and to our neighbor. And even Luther had challenges when he sided yeah. with the governing authorities over the mass revolt that was occurring. And yeah. it was it was challenging. But there, there's a reason why God allows for government and structure so that there be peace and that the gospel can be spread. Uh, God is not a God of disorder, right. but of order. And, and government is part of that structure. Yeah, and what an incredible thing where our government actually found out that free citizens were the best way to order a government. Right. So, yeah, there we are. Congressman and Greg, I want to thank you very much for your comments and your thoughts here. And glad to have your presence at this wonderful convention. We really need your input. And uh, Well, the input's my, my wife, who is the, uh, is the advisory delegate. I'm just a traveling spouse, so uh, I'm keeping my mouth shut. There you go. Very smart. Uh, love it. Great to be here, man. Thank, thank you. you very much. Yes, thank you.